could your core values be killing your company culture? Or even worse, you haven't defined any values and now your culture seems toxic. These are questions we explore in this episode of the People Switch Podcast. Welcome to the People Switch Podcast. Switching you on to the modern world of work. Each week, we explore the latest trends and topics in company culture, employee experience, and how to build a great place to work. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged. Hi, I'm John Mullins, your host, and today we take another look at company culture and how you can avoid some of the challenges that arise out of a toxic workplace. Now, if you haven't used an Uber service before, I'm going to guess that at least you know about Uber. They've been hailed as a major disruptor and a success story of how the fourth industrial revolution can improve our lives. Uber is a true super brand. You get that status when your company name is used by everyone to describe the thing you're actually doing. So for example, I'll just Uber to the airport. There's no real thing called Ubering, but we use the brand name to explain what we're doing. When you get to that level, you're a super brand. But the story of Uber got quite dark in about 2017. It was revealed that they have one of the more toxic company cultures in the tech world. So much so that it ended up with CEO and founder Travis Kalanick stepping down. But what went wrong? From what we understand, Kalanick made all the right moves. In 2015, he took his senior execs away on a retreat and bashed out something like 14 core values that would embed the culture that they wished for at Uber. That's kind of become the recipe for good culture building. Or is it? The problem I see with that, and for Uber, is that getting to a list of values is actually the easy part. Designing a workplace that is true to your values is much, much harder. It requires daily attention, discipline, and authentic commitment from leaders to stay true to these values. So my experience is that there's often a disconnect between core values and culture. Pretty soon, what happens is that you have a culture defined by daily habits and behavior that has drifted far off course. Or has it? Maybe in Uber's case, they set themselves up for failure. If you listen to what was in some of those 14 core values from 2015, you get a sense that maybe they got what they actually wanted. One of those values was, always be hustling. Work longer, harder, and smarter. Another was, meritocracy and toe-stepping. That one claims that don't sacrifice truth for social cohesion. Deep down, I think these are the things that Uber felt would get them ahead. And it probably did, but at what expense? Quite a big expense, to be honest. Apart from the removal of Kalanick, they acknowledged that they had to revise their culture. They lost market share and value somewhere in the billions of dollars. And at the time of their public listing in April this year, they put out a warning to say that they still face culture challenges, which could affect their growth. But why? It's because their brand as an employer was damaged. They can't seem to hold on to the best talent anymore. And this is just not an Uber example. It can happen in any organization. Expecting your core values to do all the work in building a great culture is delusional. Without core values, you'll have a culture you may not have dreamed of. With core values that are not well managed, you'll also be in danger of establishing a culture that is off the mark. And that's simply because people will develop the culture in the way they interpret best for them. This brings me to another very topical point of culture fit. There's a growing belief that hiring for culture fit is another way in which we're actually contributing to these toxic cultures. The reason for this is that if you've allowed your culture and values to drift apart, 
managers start to hire for culture fit based on what the culture is at that time. So if it's a win at all costs, cutthroat and always be hustling type culture, you'll end up only with people who work in that way. It becomes a monoculture that doesn't really promote diversity, but if you hire on values and you allow culture to develop within those values at the core, you actually can make space for diversity with a rich and colorful culture that will celebrate all differences. My last point in this episode is about dealing with the impacts of those toxic cultures and the effect on employee well-being and engagement. Celine Morin is a professional speaker and a health practitioner. She's helping business leaders and their teams sustain high performance through workplace well-being. She has this to say about the impact of negative cultures. You know, we are deteriorating in terms of our productivity and that's directly linked to our well-being and our sense of engagement. And that we can't carry on with the pace of change, the way that not just leadership, but teams and organizations have to show up today. It's important to consider these things. And sure, it's complex. Fruit bowl Fridays and foot massages and the occasional Pilates class is certainly not going to fix it, fix everything. So what was good for me to see is the strong link towards designing bespoke well-being programs. And that well-being is no longer nice to have. It definitely is a priority and the research is showing that well employees are not only more productive and more engaged but they're less absent so the trend is alarming somebody who has um, well-being related issues perhaps because of stress are likely to be four times more absent so there's a large healthcare cost there and a loss to any organization so we've covered how getting your values right is important to culture And we've also discussed how culture fit can be a risk when you've lost touch with your core values. And now we're seeing in workplaces that are more toxic, trying to fix them with superficial culture plasters like spa treatments and free lunches is just not going to work. People want authentic workplace experiences. And that brings us back to being true to a set of core values that truly values people. Don't claim that your people are your greatest asset when you nurture a culture that discounts their well-being. Listen how Celine explains the importance of organizations putting people first to ensure they remain engaged, reduce stress, and remain resilient in times of stress. When you decide to walk perhaps a mile at midday or to spend a few minutes stretching in the morning, you do impact your physiology almost immediately and for the better. You can reduce the impact of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. You can easily easily through exercise, through eating well, through even simple breathing techniques. And that's where mindfulness and meditation can add so much value. You can shift your chemistry by boosting oxytocin and getting your brain to release a bit of that feel-good serotonin and dopamine. I'm talking about incremental little shifts and giving yourself permission to put yourself first, no matter what the pressures may be. Even if you start with something as simple as one mindful minute can be very powerful in looking after yourself. So if you're a leader, we've got to shift this from a boardroom conversation to really making a difference. Finding out what our teams and employees want and helping them to perform under pressure and to not give up their health while they're building their own personal wealth and the wealth of the organization. These simple changes to the way we work with our people, together with a set of core values that are authentic, positive and for good, will be the base for a formidable organizational culture, one that will thrive now and in the future. 
Thanks for joining this conversation on culture. I'm really looking forward to our next episode where we will be exploring more in this fascinating world of employee engagement and company cultures. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the People Switch podcast. Make sure to visit www.peopleswitch.co.za where you will find more on how to build engaging company cultures and experiences to unlock the power of people. Catch up on our previous episodes, subscribe to our feed and follow us on Twitter. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged.